Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the Taking Care of Business podcast. I am your humble host, Dan Trottencheck. Uh, thank you for joining us yet again. Um, today is one of those great occasions where we get to talk to yet another one of our Young Retailer of the Year award winners. And today we're going to be talking to Sam Olson who is the co-owner and manager of Buffalo Hardware in Buffalo, South Dakota. And Sam was one of our winners in the over $2 million category. And, you know, um, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but it is such a uh, kind of a nice diversion from all of the uh, subject matter that we've been focused on over the last couple months, getting to talk to some of these young retailers and hear their stories and hear what they're doing. And I, I'm sure all of you uh, that have been listening in and, and, and will are familiar with the program understand how uh, you know uplifting these stories can truly be. And I, I just want to I want to spell out again that NRHA has been giving out these Young Retailer of the Year awards for the past 24 years. So literally, as long as I've been with NRHA, we've been giving out these awards. I had nothing to do with starting the program, so I'm not meaning to imply that. But so you know, it's interesting to see that. The, the kind of, uh, and I don't know if I've talked about this yet, but the, but the criteria for the awards, the criteria for winning the awards is that you're a retailer under the age of 35 when we're giving out the award and, and you kind of have a portfolio of work that has kind of showcased not only what you're doing to really improve your business in the retail environment, but also what you're doing in your community and what you're doing to further your career and your education in hardware retailing. And just to walk you guys through the process, every year we get you know dozens of applications that are sent in, nominations that are uh, sent in for the judging panel to consider. We have our judges sit down and they grade each one of these candidates and assign points to every one of the candidates uh, on a variety of criteria, like the things I just mentioned, impact on the business, involvement in the community, um, furthering their own education, their hardware education. The end, they tally all those scores up and then, and then, and then the winners are selected. And these are guys that are all, uh, women and, and men that are all under the age of 35 that are, that are engaging in these activities and, and, and accomplishing these things and, and really set the stage for what they're gonna do over the next uh, 20 plus years in the industry. And, and so it's also important to point out that in the 24 years we've been doing the awards, so many of these Young Retailer of the Year Award winners have gone on to do things like grow their businesses and, and get more involved in the industry, serve on their distributors boards of directors, serve on the NRHA board of directors. And, and really, this is the stepping stone to getting more involved in the industry. And none of this would be possible without the support of the Young Retailer of the Year uh, program sponsors. And I, I've said this on every episode, and again, it bears repeating again, is that each one of these sponsors looks at this program as much more than just something that they can put a logo on and, 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 and express their support. They really look at it as this is a way we want to give back to the industry, and this is a way that we want to recognize just not just the independent channel, but the young leaders in the independent channel that we're really counting on to make sure that this channel is vibrant moving forward. So I just want to mention again the names of our sponsors. And this year's the sponsors for uh, the Young Retail of the Year Award program include Aerofastener, Epicor, Fluid Master, Intertape Polymer Group, Midwest Fastener, MyTech, and Pony Jorgensen. 
And as part of this podcast series where we're talking to all of the Young Retailer of the Year winners, we are also talking to the sponsors to find out a little bit about the companies, but also about why the independent channel and this awards program is so important to them. And joining us on the program today, we've got Mike Nelson, the product marketing manager for the Builder Products Portfolio with MyTech. Mike, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Dan. On uh, behalf of MyTech, really happy to have this conversation with you and of course to sponsor this award. Thank you so much for uh, MyTech's sponsorship of the award, but also thank you for supporting the independent segment of the channel. Um, you know, a, a lot of the retailers and a lot of our listeners are surely familiar with MyTech and what you guys do, but maybe you could just tell us a little bit about MyTech and, and kind of what's going on at the company these days. Yeah, so MyTech is an international integrated supplier to the residential and commercial construction segments. We've been around for 65 years and we really got our start as a pioneer in the component manufacturing industry, which is where you use machines to build trusses and floor cassettes and completed structural elements of a home offsite. Okay. 65 years, MyTech has expanded to include our product offering and provide value across um, really four different product categories now. We have our legacy component manufacturing business, which is software and engineered components, Um, but we also have a business now that's engineered services and design services, which help our customers expand their business and really overcome some of the labor issues that they're experiencing in 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 their market. So really our offering goes from the post caps that are underneath the deck in your backyard to the HVAC ducts that are in your house to curtain walls on skyscrapers. And and all those products are so mission critical to, to building any kind of structure really. And, and you guys have always and continue to be big supporters of kind of the independent channel of, of building centers and, and, and lumber yards. And, and why is the independent segment of the market from the, from the uh, supplier side so important to you guys that you, that you continue to support it? Yeah, so at the end of the day, the independent home improvement retail channel is important to my tech because it's important to our customers. Yeah. I think the market, the consumer has a really good understanding of what to expect from an independent home improvement retailer. It's the ability to get in and out the door quickly, talk to somebody, maybe somebody you know on a first name basis that actually knows what they're talking about. It's the uh, level of experience that these stores are able to provide consumers as members of the community. Um, So it's important to us from a business perspective, but it's really important to our customers. And I would say one thing that, you know, I really like about this channel is that there's a lot of stability involved with this channel. There are, you know, literally tens of thousands of stores and there's that old saying, would you rather sell a million bucks to one customer or $1 to a million customers? And I think I would like the stability of, you know, um, having a breadth of customers that have a defined niche in the market and that, that niche is um, valued by our customers. Well, and, and that's and that's such an important point uh, that you bring up is that the independent segment of the audience of the channel is so broad and so diverse that, like you said, the ability to connect with those retailers one it can it can be difficult, but two I, I think most uh, suppliers find 
that when, when you connect and make those um, uh, connections with the independent channel, that they're pretty loyal too. And, and, and they want to continue working with suppliers that are, are loyal to and support the independent market. So it's kind of a feedback loop. I couldn't agree more. I think that one of the things we like about the independent channel is if you have a really good offering for a customer, that's what the focus is. It's not a focus on some other things that maybe aren't adding value to your customers. Can you deliver value to your customer? And if you can, you'll be successful in this channel. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the challenges certainly that the independent segment faces is this concept of succession of, of you know, for the independent segment of the channel to continue to thrive um, as it has for so long is to make sure that the young leaders are coming up in the businesses that are going to be able to take that, take the, the operation into the next generation. And that's really what the Young Retailer of the Year Awards are all about. So tell us a little bit about why MyTech was so eager to say, yeah, man, we want to get behind this Young Retailer of the Year program. Yeah, so I think, as you said, from an obvious perspective, business perspective, um, investing in this award, I think, is investing in the future of our business. Mm -hmm. I would say more than that, and speaking from a personal perspective, um, it feels really good to honor the best young entrepreneurs in our business and shine a spotlight on these um, young professionals that are really doing good in their communities. Um, at the time of this interview, I've had the chance to listen to two of the previous interviews, two other podcasts that you had with uh, Katie Damaris and Matthew Holmes. Yeah. I listened to how Katie used her shop as um, an opportunity to employ special needs students yeah. local high school high school that didn't have the opportunity to develop real world skills in the classroom and matthew talked about how he and his business were able to do some really good things helping his community recover from you know really substantial flooding and i think my tech's involvement in this award or at least my involvement in this award is about elevating those people and elevating those stories and really endorsing them on behalf of MyTech and as an idea of that's how we think business should be and that's how we want to do business. Well, and, and, and yeah, I, I, the stories of every one of these, you know, not only are they inspiring, but they really show how these small businesses are so connected to their communities. And, and, and as such, the sponsors and companies like MyTech, how connected they are to the entire kind of independent segment of the market space. Tell us a little bit about it's it, uh, no no uh, no uh, denying it it's been a it's been a weird year. <laughs> and weird is probably put it mildly but 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 so what's going on at MyTech these days is there anything coming up in the balance of the year that you want to make sure our listeners know about what do you guys kind of have going on these days? Yeah, so you're right. It has been a crazy year. You know, I'm speaking to you from my guest bedroom with where I've kept <laughs> the last 3 or 4 months hoping and praying my 14 month old in the, the next room over doesn't start crying. <laughs> so crazy year. Um, I think one of the things our customers have told us recently in this year is one of the things they're really struggling with, a really important thing is access to labor. So there obviously was an issue with labor going into the COVID-19 pandemic, but right now when there's a backlog of demand that we're all working our butts off trying to fulfill. It's like, it's really difficult to flex labor. That's really what's um, the rate limiting factor here. So our customers are telling us that we have two solutions that really help there. It's our Sapphire Supply software suite. Okay. 
is a configurable pricing and quoting tool for whole house framing and lumber packages that allows your current employees to be more efficient and accurate. Um, and then the other thing that we have is MyTech Services, which is really a dedicated MyTech employee lined exclusively to your business that can do anything from structural engineering to kitchen and bath designing and estimating. Okay. So those are things that our customers are telling us are valuable right now and are really helping you know, their business. And not just from a perspective of selling more nuts and bolts, but um, you know, really improving their business. So that's, um, I guess, a little bit of an unapologetic plug there. But um, I, I really think that's kind of what we're investing in as a company right now is, is helping our customers help their communities and grow their business and create a better business, you know, through a couple product lines that we have. Well, and solve and solving a solving what's a real issue for independent retailers these days is that is that how do you how do you do more more efficiently and, and so much of that does come down to labor. Uh, Mike, what would be the best avenue if, if one of our listeners wants to learn more about MyTech? What would what would be the best place they could reach out to? Probably the best place to go is mytech-us.com. Okay. That's Site. And then hopefully if you're listening to this, you, you know of a MyTech sales representative in your territory or you're working with a co-op that would have access to a MyTech representative. But if you don't, mytech-us.com. All right. Well, Mike, again, thank you. And thanks to MyTech for providing the support, not just for this program, which is certainly important to us and obviously important to you guys, but also for the support and recognition that the independent channel is still such a vibrant part of, of, of building uh, America and building North America. We really appreciate your support. Absolutely. Everybody stay tuned. We're going to be back in just a few seconds with Sam Olson and talk about what's going on up at Buffalo Hardware in South Dakota. So hang in there for a few more seconds. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We are back today with another one of our Young Retailer of the Year Award winners. And today we are talking to Sam Olson, who's a co-owner and manager of Buffalo Hardware, amongst some other stuff that we're gonna talk about, uh, up in Buffalo, South Dakota. And he is one of the Young Retailer of the Year Award winners for the over $2 million category. Sam, welcome to the program today. Thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, well, appreciate you being on. And first off, congratulations uh, on the award. Uh, I, I think we have a really good class uh, of, of uh, award winners this year, and, and you certainly are a big part of that. Well, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about Buffalo Hardware, but also tell us a little bit about Buffalo, South Dakota, and, and the market you guys are serving over there. What's, what's the town like, and what's, the, what's kind of the competitive situation in the market up there? You bet. Uh, so Buffalo, South Dakota is a pretty unique place to live and, and to work. It's uh, in the very northwest corner of South Dakota. So we're 25 miles from Montana and 25 miles from North Dakota. And uh, so it's a very small town of 350 people in the town. Uh, the county is Harding County and there's it's a 50 square mile county. Uh, and in that 50 square miles, there's 1,200 people. So we're okay. as rural as you can. So when it comes to social distancing, we've been doing this for a while, uh, <laughs> corner of the world. But, um, you know, it, it's primarily agriculture. So we've got, you know, 1,200, 1,500 people around the area total. 
and uh, we've got about 50 to, you know, depending on the year, uh, 50,000 head of cattle around. And so it's primarily egg-based, a lot of cow-calf operations, and so we deal a lot with, with that sector. And then the other thing that we have just 10 miles, you know, to the north of us here is, is the oil field starts. And so we do a lot of, uh, you know, dealing with the commercial side of the oil field and dealing with those crews and, and projects out there. So we've kind of got, you know, both ends of the spectrum from agriculture to, you know, industrial oil field stuff. So that part's, you know, been, been fun to navigate as we've grown through the last six years of, of how do we keep both, both industries rolling ahead full steam. Um, but it's, it's a really tight knit community. Uh, and I think that that's, I always said, you know, I, I felt like I could go anywhere and, and, you know, work and be successful to some extent. And I, I picked to come back to Buffalo just because of the people. And I just love it here and, and love this atmosphere. It's a place that, you know, everybody knows your name. And, and I think that that, that goes a long way in today's world. So yeah. that's kind of where yeah. the company and the town are. Um, you know, so Buffalo Hardware, we, um, you started six years ago here, I guess, but uh, it's been going for uh, the previous owner owned the business for 47 years. Uh, just it's been a staple of the community and and has really been able to keep, you know, keep people staying in town. Uh, a lot of agriculture stuff. We've really grown uh, heavily on, you know, the, you know, continuous fence and the, and the big outdoor fencing equipment and things like that, uh, as well as, you know, the lumber yard we've built some houses through here that uh, there's not a lot of new houses that go up in Buffalo every year, but we do build houses out of the store. And, and that's been uh, pretty exciting to, to kind of grow some of those markets and to keep, you know, young families coming back to town uh, kind of feels like we get to be a part of. It. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, you know, you talk about the past six years and, and I want to touch on this because, because yours is kind of an interesting story. I mean, you, when you decided to get into uh, you know, the world of small business and, and running a store, you dove in with both feet. I mean, you were pretty young when, when you jumped into uh, buying this business. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you, you know, again, if I'm right, you were 24 when you, when you bought the business. Am I correct? Yeah. So, I, I mean, at, at 24, the, the furthest thing from my mind was, was buying a business and getting involved, but you, you, you just jumped right in. Tell us about that decision. Um, so I was going to college at Black Hill State University, just about an hour and a half, hour and a half south of here. And uh, I was still in college, uh, finishing up a business entrepreneurship degree. And uh, it took me five years to just learn how to spell entrepreneurship. So uh, <laughs> I was still in my year and, and going through my classes. And, um, and my parents called me up and they said, hey, there's you know, the, the previous owner was 77 and, and he's looking to retire and he, and he's, you know, looking for somebody, would you even be interested in coming back? And, and is this something that you'd be, you know, looking at doing? So we were, we kind of started the negotiations. I was at college, I was calling back and forth with my parents. And, um, you know, one of the great things, I guess, about what I did go into was I did a lot of with business plans. And so, sure. you know, I was working on, you know, business plans for school and business plans for when I got out of school, it was kind of a, an interesting mix and I'd come home on the weekends and, and go take a look at the store and go look at what, you know, what could be, um, you know, at that time I, uh, you know, just didn't really know fully what I was getting into. I guess when you're young and bulletproof, I guess that's a, that's a good thing. 
and awfully dangerous in other ways. But, um, you know, my parents are super supportive. And uh, so we partnered on the deal and I got home that summer and that's really kind of what I dove right into. And, um, you know, just, I don't know. I'm sure glad I made the decision to come back and to do that. I, I don't know how you weigh that when you're that young. I guess I just decided that I knew I wanted to come back to Buffalo and, and the opportunity presented itself and, and just to have the courage to say yes, I think has made a big difference in my life. I know that. So. Well, I, I guess of of all the of all the rash decisions you can make when you're in your early twenties, deciding to buy into a business and 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 work hard at making a success is a pretty is a pretty good rash decision to make. Um, you know, you said it, and and uh, it's certainly the truth. Kind of looking at, at at your background there is when you bought the business, you guys started making some changes right away. Uh, that helped improve the business. How did you decide, I, I mean, not necessarily having a retail background and so on, you, you knew you wanted to own a business and you kind of came in and you did it. How did you decide what areas to kind of attack first and tell us a little bit about what your plan was? Um, you know, I guess there was a lot of uh, improvements that were they're pretty glaring that, that had to be made in my mind. You know, just um, like I said, the previous owner had been there for 47 years and uh, and did an outstanding job. Don't don't take this in any other way. But sure. but he had he gotten tired and he'd let some things go that just needed fixed up and and he had done it the way he had done it for the last 47 years and, and hadn't changed something. So uh, it's kind of looking at it from the outside as we brought AC in, uh, air conditioning. That was a big thing just for my well-being of working there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a selfish life. one, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, once we got into the real business side of it, it was, uh, you know, bring a computer system in, uh, get inventory management and, and start figuring out how to, you know, how to grow the store in, in which sectors and, and what works the best. Um, you know, so we did, we did some, you know, some, you know, new lighting and we did some things like that. And then we got into it about a year and we did a, a complete store reset, um, we before we did that, I guess there was a, a building on the back that was just storage and it wasn't a shoppable space and it was definitely run down and dated. And so we we completely gutted it and made it into selling, you know, into the floor space and connected it to the other to the regular, uh, you know, store previously. And, um, you know, truthfully, we've added on I don't know how many times, but uh, doing different little projects to try to get every square inch of space we can you know when you're in a small store that's that's what you have to do is try to maximize your selling space and I think that uh, you know just bringing in some computers and truthfully the AC, the air conditioning was a big thing for our employees and I feel like we were able to change the culture pretty quick with uh, you know we can we can do this we can help you you know complete your project type of an attitude and I think that you know, where before it was, well, this is what we have, you know, and that was it. And so I think we were able to kind of change the culture. And I think that that was going a long ways towards the community really buying into us. And, and truthfully from there, it's just, it's just taken off. Um, you know, we, we never said no to anybody that walked in, you know, if we don't have it today, we'll get it tomorrow. And, you know, kind of went with that mentality. And, and I, you know, it's, it's a dangerous way on sometimes on inventory, but, inventory tracking and, and really you know just watching how you do that in special orders and 
and just really trying to go above and beyond on, you know, not not letting them drive out of town. You know, I know it seems like, well, you say, well, you're, I just guess didn't say this exactly, but, you know, we're 60 miles kind of from the nearest town in any direction you look. And uh, you think that that's a kind of a moat you got built up so people don't leave and you think they'd all shop here. But once they leave town, they leave town for everything. And as we're going to talk later about some of the other businesses, I guess, that was kind of the goal was is grow big enough that they don't have to leave town because if you can keep them here um the whole town flourishes you know because as soon as people leave your area their tax dollars go elsewhere shopping local i mean i know the nrha has done you know a lot of a lot of reports on that and that's where i stole most of my data but i mean that's that's so big especially when you're this you know isolated i guess that you have to keep those dollars here and and that's really getting the community to buy into us i think has helped this town you know grow for sure yeah well let's talk about that for a minute because you know you're 24 year old guy right out of school you decide to buy a hardware store you start throwing your efforts into into what you can do to make that work a little bit better for you and the town and then and then you say oh wait a minute there's a couple other things i want to do and you and you go get a gas station, you go buy a propane business, you get a ranch supply operation. Um, you know, it's like, it's almost like Olsonville there now. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of, I mean, tell, tell us about that. And, and how did that happen? I mean, I'd imagine you kind of had your hands full with the hardware store, but you said, no, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and grow into these other areas. And I know, like you were just saying, you were looking for ways to add stuff to the town, but, uh, but that's a lot to bite off. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, so we were, we were in the hardware store for two years and the, and I wouldn't say that I felt like I had it, you know, just running smoothly, but we kind of had our feet on the ground and, and we were growing and, and we were doing things right. It seemed like everything was going the right direction. And, and one of the areas we were growing in, like I mentioned earlier, was, was the livestock area. And uh, we started doing more stuff with that. And um, there was a local co-op in town and and we started getting into some of the the salt and minerals and the things that they need and uh, on the livestock side and and the opportunity became available and they're on the same block as us it's, uh, it's a very small store the buffalo ranch supply is and uh, um the opportunity presented itself to to add that business on and they do they did a lot of you know a lot more animal health and and a lot of bulk feed and uh so we we it didn't seem like that big of a stretch at the time, it was just a few more items that we weren't carrying at the hardware and we needed the extra space to sell it anyway. And so it seemed like a natural progression and uh, and and it did, it took off. Um, the ranch supply has grown grown uh, really well and feel like we're at, you know, just more services to the community. And so that was two years after, that was 2016. And so then we get uh, we get another couple of years down the road and, and uh, and Olson propane became available. And um, I wouldn't say we went out looking for it, um, but it was one of those businesses that you had to keep in town, you know, just yeah. you, service you can't lose when, when you're that far away and you've got to have people that are, that are doing the service work and, and obviously keeping the heat on for you. So, um, so we, I've been into that and uh, I, I think that uh, you never know how much you bite into, but, that one rolled right into the gas station here um we're just over a year into that and um and i would say that we're 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 just now getting our feet on the ground with everything with those two businesses but 
they've been great just because you, like I said, you can't lose local businesses. Both of those owners, you know, were, were retiring and luckily for us, they both stayed on to, to help us, um, you know, run the businesses just to, to make sure that we don't stumble and fall flat on our face. Yeah. Um, you know, the only thing that, that has probably made this, you know, all of these businesses been, uh, you know, with my parents, obviously involved helping me, you know, along the way, um, they have another business that, you know, is their primary focus is Olson construction. And so these other businesses are, have been mine, uh, I guess, kind of my <laughs> focus, but, um, I got married in, uh, in January just before, just before all of this hit. And, uh, so luckily she had moved up here before that and she's been running, uh, Caitlin, my wife has been running the, the gas station. So that's been, uh, really fun for the last, you know, for the last years that, you know, she's been bought into the family business and, um, yeah. you know, anybody that's never been a part of a family business, there's some interesting dynamics that go on, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, I also feel like it's super rewarding and, uh, and I just, I'm so excited. Uh, you know, we just found out that we're, we're going to have a kid. And so I, I oh, think man. I'm really excited for the future of what, of what our family can be and what Buffalo is, uh, you know, still growing towards. So. Well, congratulations on the marriage and congratulations on oh. having a kid. Now, if you follow your your same kind of business plan, you're going to have a kid and you're going to have like four more kids right away. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got to get one for each business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a, man, that's great. We tell everybody at NRHA, we tell everybody to start, doesn't matter what age you are, start thinking about succession. So you got to, you got that figured out already. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you, yeah. You, you talk a lot about, um, you know, and, and I think it really comes through and what, and, and even just talking to you for the past few minutes here is that, is that community means a lot to you. I mean, the community of Buffalo obviously is very important to you as, as, as it, it, it certainly should be. But I also know that just even beyond the businesses, you guys do a lot of stuff working with the chamber, working with local charities to be involved in, in, in the community at, at a larger kind of extent. Um, what is that kind of, I mean, it, it must be rewarding to kind of have, have, have grown up in that community and then be able to really be a key part of what's keeping that community together and thriving. Oh, definitely. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about the chamber, I guess, uh, and how I got started there. I'd been in business for, for a year or two there and, and hadn't really started going to the meetings. Truthfully, I was young and didn't understand what I should be doing out, you know, for the community. Uh, I got invited to a meeting and I showed up and I tell you what, they put me on the board and so then I couldn't not come to the meetings. And they knew what they were doing because they got me, they got me hooked and, and, uh, and then it just, it just snowballed. Uh, there are some great young people on there. Um, you know, we, we've got a super young community as, as small as we are, we've had a lot of turnover as far as the ranches bringing the young, you know, the young next generation of families coming back. And uh, we've had a lot of momentum, it feels like, of growing this community. And uh, I just, I got got bought in on on trying to make this town be, uh, you know, better than it was yesterday and better tomorrow than it is today. And I think that that with that, they, you know, they, I, I'm the president now and and we've been just pushing for, you know, trying to get more people involved and trying to get more things to happen in Buffalo. And I truly believe that we've had a huge growth in businesses. Um, you know, you wouldn't think that in a small community and, and a lot of them are, are home-based and this and that, but, um, you know, we've got a ton of, you know, 
businesses popping up and doing different things that weren't offered here in the past. And so I think that, you know, the more services that you get offered in a town, just the more people that can live here and the more jobs that are available. And so, um, you know, I really think that that that's where part of my passion is, is just to keep this town and keep these people um, happy in here. That's kind of my goals. Um, with some of the charities and things, uh, you know, it's a small town and, and everybody knows everybody struggles, you know, you know, their triumphs, but you know, their, their struggles as well. And, uh, you know, we've had a couple of, a couple of, you know, large, uh, I guess, um, events for a couple of community members. Um, so I guess not to keep bringing up how small the area is, but when you start talking numbers of a charity, you know, we had, uh, and I, I wasn't the lead on putting them together, but definitely was involved in, uh, you know, making sure we had, you know, different things there and, and sponsoring, uh, you know, prizes and things that they were auctioning off, silent and live auction. Yeah. And, uh, put a bounce castle up in there for all the kids to play on while all this was going on. And there's been a lot of things that we've, we've had a hand in and, and making sure we facilitate, but, uh, we had two kids, one, uh, uh, Oh, one's probably five now and the other I believe is two and they both had the same heart condition um, okay. two different area and a pretty serious heart condition multiple surgeries um, just a, a kind of a really scary thing and, and knock on wood and they're doing really well today but it you know there's a lot of a lot of troubling times and with anything with medical you understand that there's a lot of cost and uh, so we had these fundraisers for them uh, and one was, I can't remember the year now, but a few years back. And then the next was the next year that we had to have them back to back, you know, one year apart. And uh, the first one, we, we raised $80,000, 80000 and some odd change. So for a small community to come together and, and yeah. you know, put all your heart money out on the line and, and do that, I think that just is a testament to the people that live here. And then I mean, we came back to the next 350, a community of 350 to raise over $80,000. I mean, there's, there's people in million plus communities that, that are hard pressed to do that. I mean, that is impressive. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, really impressive. And then to come back the next year and we did it again, uh, 8,000 some odd again, I uh, just, you know, that's just, you know, to do it one year is you say, well, you know, everybody came with everything they had that year. And then they came back and did it again the next. And I just, uh, I think that that's just so rewarding, you know, to be a part of, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to take more credit for it, but it's just this community and that's, yeah. that's caring for each other. You know, I think that's one thing you get into to larger communities and, and I think sometimes the mentality is as well, somebody else will help. And, and when you get here, you, there's nobody else to help. You have to step up. And, and I think that it's, sometimes a struggle to have to always do that but uh in some ways it's it's really rewarding when you do well i, I think just hearing you know all these things put together uh sam the the um being as young as you were and and, and jumping into business ownership and then not just owning the business but figuring out how to what areas you could focus on to grow it and then adding to that with other operations all you know, all the while keeping in mind that this is for the benefit of the community and then you couple that with the charity work and so on i mean it's really easy to see why the judges selected you as one of the young retailers this year and i think 
you know, it, it's, it's really kind of, um, you know, illustrative of the program and you and all the winners really holding up this next generation of leaders for the industry and saying, not only look what great hands the industry is in as, as we continue to grow, but also really underscoring the importance of the role small businesses play in the communities they're in. And, and you guys are a very interesting case study, if you will, is that you're a small isolated community and, 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 and you could probably say that the small business owners in your community are going to be directly responsible for your kids being able to grow up and have a better Buffalo than, than the one you grew up in. And, and so, you know, thank you for that. And thank you for all you're doing. And I'll just put this bug in your ear is that we have a lot of young retailers of the year that begin, uh, you know, that's kind of the beginning of their pathway into getting more involved into the home improvement industry. And so <laughs> since you, since you, you seem to have no shortage of, of things you want to get behind, just think about that is, is, is all the things that you might be able to do down the road, helping the industry out. But let me ask you this, um, you know, kind of to close out here. I, I mean, you've already got a full plate of stuff that you're working on with all the businesses and the community involvement and the, and the, and the chamber and the charities. Where do you kind of see yourself in the business three, four, five years down the road? Um, yeah, it's been, been an exciting journey to this point already, but, uh, but I think there's a lot more work to be done. There's, there's ton of growth potential in, in each segment of each business. And, uh, and that, you know, there's more, there's more things we can do on efficiencies and, you know, using the NRHA's training and, and growing some of those areas. We've, you know, we've got things started. We've just got to continue to fine tune and, and be more efficient on, on all fronts. But, uh, you know, I guess as far as kind of the five-year plan, we're kind of at an interesting, uh, you know, kind of a fun part of fun and, and I guess scary in some regards uh, part of business here in Buffalo for me is that, you know, my parents are 60, um, you know, so they're going to, we've been working on a secession plan since, since I got home from college that this is where we we're going, this is how we're doing it. But uh, I don't, I'm not an expert at secession plans, but I will tell you that they change. It seems like they change a lot and that uh, each new day brings into a different perspective on what that secession plan should look like. So, um, you know, as we're reaching kind of towards that, you know, we've got to, We've got to continue to fine tune that. I've got, you know, we've got an exciting, you know, new family that we've that I've started here with my yeah. wife, and that we're going to have a kid in February, and we've got a, a lot of fun things happening. But I just think that there's tons of potential to grow and to, you know, to to make sure that I keep, you know, not only my my team together. I've got an amazing team. I probably haven't. I know I haven't mentioned them enough at the hardware and at all the businesses. But man, just great people working for us, and that's. That's why you help the communities because you want to benefit the people that work for you as, as much as anything. And uh, and so I think that that's kind of the exciting part there is to is to grow that and to grow our teams. And um, you know, and there's no way you can run one business, let alone four businesses, by yourself. I mean, it's all about the people that are there in your community working with you every day. And so um, you know, that's kind of my goal is is session plan with my parents in the next five years we're going to get that you know locked away but also at the same token we're going to we're going to bring some key people in and, and we're going to make sure that you know we've got a path forward for each of these businesses because um you know that's that's the goal is that yeah i'm at 30 now but um like i said we've been working on other succession plans for 10 plus years and it just seems like 
they change rapidly. So you guys got to start looking at that now and, and how do we make sure that this community grows for the next hundred years? And, uh, um, you know, we've got some ideas on economic development, on working on housing in the community, because like you said, I don't have enough going on. So I'd like to, you know, try to bite into some new things and, and try to get, try to make sure our town is, is growing for the future, not, uh, not staying where we've been in the past. So I, I'm excited. I, I just can't express that enough is that I've got great people around me. Um, I'm excited for my parents to, you know, to kind of, you know, to be able to, to take some more time off. And I'm excited to get my family started. Uh, Caitlin and I are, um, we're, we're really excited about the future. And I just, I think it's going to be a really exciting next five, 10 years. That's fantastic. And, and, and what a, what a big year for you. I know compared to getting married and having, having a kid, uh, being recognized as a young retailer is probably a, a distant third, but, uh, but um, congratulations on all of those things. Most importantly, congratulations on the marriage and having a kid. There's nothing better. And, and I'm sure you guys are in for a big adventure with that. And, and thank you again for what you're doing up in, up in Buffalo and uh, not only uh, committing your time and, and, and efforts to, to help in the community out, but creating those jobs and, uh, and, and really building uh, on, on the small towns that need things like that. So congratulations on all that. And, and, and thank you so much for being on the program, Sam. And as we go forward in the, in the Young Retailer of the Year kind of rollout, I know that, that our listeners and, and the rest of the industry is excited to learn more about you and the other winners. So thanks for starting this journey off and telling them a little bit about uh, what you're up to up there in Buffalo. Well, thank you. Thank you to the NRHA for everything you guys have done on this. This is such an honor. Uh, you know, every year, you know, the magazines come out with, with the winners and, and you read up on everybody and it's just really exciting to, uh, you know, to see, to see what everybody else in the industry is doing. And I, I just am so glad to be a part of it. And, um, I truly believe that in any, any town you go to that, uh, that the hardware store is where you stop when you want to know anything about anything in town. And I think that that's so cool to be, you know, a staple of every community and to be a part of that as an industry is just uh, really rewarding. You know, it is. And it's such a unique industry that while other, you know, over the past hundred years, even where other industries have kind of come and gone, you're right. The hardware store is still the heart of the community and it's literally building the communities that uh, they serve. And, and you're a great example of that. Sam, again, congratulations and thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you.